is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the Eight Side Network. Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's Wednesday in the program. You know what that means? We have got AW Beach Break coming up here tonight. And uh, it's freaking cold. Is it 15 degrees for real at the site of Beach Break tonight? I think it is. 15 degrees. So anyway, happy Beach Break Day, everybody. It's about 37 here, so I'm already miserable, so I'm in a sweatshirt. But anyway, Beach Break is tonight. we got a full lineup for the show. They've added some things, including, believe it or not, Wardlow and MGF are going to be on the show. Wardlow, of course, he, uh, he's a hometown hero to these fans in Cleveland, Ohio. So we'll give you the lineup for Beach Break tonight. I watched the NXT 2.0 show last night. I can tell you about that, and everyone loves the NXT report. We got Raw ratings from Monday. Raw ratings, uh, newsworthy today since it was uh, not head-to-head with Monday Night Football. No football. How did the show do with no football competition? Did it explode in viewership? Was it up a little? Was it even or was it down? We'll tell you here today. NXT's got a television show coming up. Ring of Honor is going to launch a Hall of Fame. Odyssey Jones is out of action. Randy Orton talks about The Fiend. We've got a lot of stuff to get into here today. I also have polls. More polls up for you on my Twitter at Brian Alvarez because uh, we had a discussion last night about Reno Riggins. And then today I learn, oh, Brian, someone tells me, you're the only one that ever thought of that ever. That Reno Riggins was a gambling reference? Well, anyway, I put a poll up. You guys can vote. Reno Riggins, gambling cheat reference or random name? And then uh, just to test the IQ of my followers, IRS, taxman gimmick or random initials, and just incredible, just incredible? Or what? Go vote. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper VV, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Semper is joining us today. Yes. Hold on. Turn that music off, producer. Let me hear this. No, down. Other way. Sounds like Mike's got a buzz. I apologize, everybody. We'll fix it after the break. But let's talk about the important thing here. Did you vote in this poll? No. What poll? Reno Riggins. What about Reno Riggins? 
gambling reference or random last name for a guy who's randomly named Reno? I thought there was kind of a gambling reference because at the time, uh, you know, yeah. it's like naming somebody Vegas. You know, there's a there's a tie-in, Reno, Vegas. Yeah, you know. why do we call him Vinny Vegas? Just chose a last name, random Vegas? No? I'm with you on this. Yeah, I am too. Well, I was, uh, I, I, hey, listen, I did a poll and uh, 55% of the listeners thought it was just completely random. A guy would be named Reno Riggins. It has nothing to do with... with Cheating at gambling in the uh, in Las Maybe Vegas. They, they thought he was related to John Reagan's, the Hall of Fame NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I I also asked about IRS and uh, just incredible, and twenty seven percent of my Twitter followers were like, "What? Just incredible? Just incredible? You kidding me?" And uh, we also had fourteen percent that believed that uh, IRS was just random initials for a guy that wore a suit and. And told you to pay your taxes. These so, same people wait for maybe the not the uh, the best Santa Claus best poll here to do on Twitter. But mm. we got thirty five forty minutes left. So if you want to go up there and vote and skew the uh, results, all you tax cheats out there, go for it. Well, are you going to have multiple polls today? Uh, I don't. I don't need more than one poll. More than one poll is nothing but a problem. All right, let's talk about uh, the news here today. So. I just want to start with this just because it's, uh, what do you, what do you, what's the guy going to say? Despite speculation from last year's rounds of cuts in both talent and front office staff, WWE President Nick Khan said they are not in active conversations to sell the company. In a profile piece for Sports Business Journal, Khan said that while they have taken some calls from interested parties, they are not actively looking to sell. Khan went into details as to why some of the major changes inside WWE were made, centering around his feeling that some lacked knowledge of media intricacies and didn't have the attitude that WWE is a global content company. Vince believed that WWE was at a place where it had earned a seat at the adult table, but others in the company didn't see it that way, Khan told John Orand. This Khan could write quite a book someday. He went on to say, for the company to be treated the way that Vince, Stephanie, Kevin Dunn, and myself and others believed it should be treated in the community, you needed executives who reflected that, who had range, who could get people on the phone, and who could be taken seriously by their peers. Khan did not address any of the talent layoffs, nor did he name specific executives or departments for who he was referring to. The article focused on WWE's deals with external partners like A&E, Netflix, and Blumhouse Media for various documentaries and series, in addition to the strategy of putting out their major live event schedule in advance. The strategy of putting out their major live event schedule in advance. What? The move of some of those big shows to Saturdays, like this week's Royal Rumble was also cited. So they would have fired me because I advocate for Sundays. But anyway, so you're telling me that there were executives that were against the strategy of putting out the major live event schedule in advance? Or they arguing, hey, let's just run a show and not tell anybody. <laughs> we'll see if anybody shows up. What does that even mean? Surprise. <laughs> what? Anyway. Point of all of this is, I've said for a while, 
I, I and I may actually I said pretty much exactly what he's saying right here, which is they're not actively for sale, but I do believe that they are putting their ducks in a row in case the right offer. If someone calls, they say they're on the phone with people. Someone calls and goes, "Hey, we got thirty billion dollars. You want to sell?" They'll go, "Yeah, immediately." But is there an active talk right now? No. But, man, let me tell you something. If I were one of these, uh, how many people was it, 85? How many people have been fired in the last, uh, you know, 18 months? It's like 85. That's like, yeah, just a like couple handfuls. We're not even talking about people, like, in the office. They probably fired well over 100 people. But, man, if I were one of those people and I heard, yeah, we're not actually looking to sell right now, I'd be mad. Because, you know, at least if you're looking to sell, it's like, ah, uh, you know, I'm... I don't like being fired, but at least, you know, they're trying to, you know, get their ducks in a row to sell this place. Now it's like, eh, we just didn't like you. You were just useless. Anyway. That's what he said. I don't disagree with any of it, except I'm still confused about this, uh, you know, getting rid of some executives who uh, were against the strategy of putting out their major live event schedule in advance. Haven't they done that for, like, years and years I mean, we always knew when all of these big shows were coming and everything like that. And actually, it's much weirder now because we've got... Uh, look at the calendar. Uh, what? Where's Where's every WWE pay-per-view this year emanating from? We don't even know. We don't yeah. even know everywhere that they're emanating from. Like, uh, several years ago, I knew where all these pay-per-views were coming from over the course of the year. So, I don't know what he's talking about, but... That just sounds like an excuse to me. Because to, you don't know where you're going to go. And you're not sure what your future is going to be. I mean, why would you not schedule out four months or six months or eight months? or like, What is the strategy on not letting the people know when your dates are going to be? You're the industry leader. You're the worldwide leader. You're the one who sets the tone. You're the one who gets to have the pick of the litter on your weekend, right? Like, what is that about? You know, it's very interesting to me because I don't think it matters whatsoever. If you had a product that was hot, You'd have these buildings in advance, and we wouldn't even have any question about this. So I I don't see what the advantage is of not announcing it, other than you're unsure of your dates, you're worried about other competition, you're worried about other things uh, a little bit too much, I, I would would assume. I, that's just me. I, I don't know the, what the, the strategy here is exactly and how it, how it actually benefits them. MGF and Wardlow, hometown boy Wardlow, it says here, will be on Wednesday's Beach Break edition of Dynamite in Cleveland. Tony Khan announced the news during his weekly appearance on Busted Open, saying that wherever CM Punk goes, both men seem to follow and vice versa. Punk is scheduled to speak on tonight's show as well. Punk has been angling for a match with MGF for months, with the latter throwing obstacles in his way, like Wardlow and Sean Spears. Undefeated Punk picked up wins over both men in recent weeks, with Punk saying he will continue to derail MGF's title hopes as long as he refuses to face him. So tonight on the show, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy in a lights-out match. Can they do better than Solo, Sokoa, and Boa last night on NXT? Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara, TNT, title unification ladder match. Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz against Daniel Garcia and 2.0. Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. And as noted, CM Punk and Britt Baker all doing promos tonight. So it's beach break in the freezing cold Cleveland, Ohio. Is Johnny Gargano going to be there tonight? What do you think? 
If I were him, I wouldn't show up in Cleveland. I mean, I know it's his hometown and everything, but I would be embarrassed because, you know, Cleveland and all. It's, uh, you know, I just out of burying the people of Cleveland for no good reason here. The same way MJF will do that tonight. Hopefully, Wardlow turns on them. You know, I didn't think about the Gargano aspect of it. I kind of forgot about it, really. But it would make a lot of sense now, wouldn't it? So they absolutely could do that. It would be interesting if he did come on board. You know, again, they are bringing a lot of people on at once here. It's going to be it's interesting, this, you know, recycling of, of AEW right now with the contracts coming from NXT and people's 30 days and things like that, whatever their their issues are running out. And a lot of these names that have been on the roster now for two years coming due. It's just it's an interesting time right now to see what things are going to shake out as. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. What's that about? What's what You're about? You're being weird. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Let's see here. Well, I'm looking at... Uh, I just got this email. Uh-huh. Uh, Brandon Thurston's got peak minutes for episodes since, since September 2019 for Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, and Rampage. I'm going to have to look at this. i see where MJF uh, ranks on here because he likes to brag that he's the highest rated, you know, whatever on the thingamajigger. So oh, yeah, higher than Darby? MJF? Yeah. A bigger mover and shaker? Yeah. Who, MJF, who MJF be... no joke, is is maybe the biggest ratings mover. Well, I'm not, I'm not by surprised by, necessarily surprised by that. I was just trying to horrible think of some when it other... happens with a guy like that. Well, trying to think of some other people in his realm. Who They'll else do you think would be there? never shut up about it. Darby. Well, you think Jungle CM Boy, Punk. CM Punk. Guys like that. Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. So uh, a lot I of hate people... WWE for that, by the way. To hell with you forever, lifetime, forever with the Daniel Bryan thing. When I'm trying to say Bryan Danielson as it should be. A lot of people asking about uh, Gargano. Listen, I don't know what's going on with Gargano, okay? There's uh, there's multiple factors involved here. One, he may not even go to AEW. We don't know for sure right now. I mean, most people figure he's going to, but, I mean, he might make a deal to go back to NXT. So until he shows up somewhere, we don't know where he's going to go. That's number one. Number two, I mean, I don't know when Candice's due date is, but it's got to be, like, soon. And, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, he uh, just became a father, but he showed up, and he's made all of his dates. So, I mean, it, it, everyone's different. I mean, maybe Johnny Gargano is like, well, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I don't know. He, maybe he'll be there. Maybe he won't. Maybe it has to do with the pregnancy. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he's not going to go there. Maybe he is. I don't know what's going on. But uh, there certainly has not been like, uh, this is not like, you know, CM Punk and, and Brian Danielson where it was like hint, 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 hint. 
there has been uh, zilch in terms of uh, Gianni Gargano. So I don't know what's going on, but we'll at some point we'll know one way or the other. But for right now, we are not playing the Gianni Gargano. You know, if you ask me, station. what does my gut say about tonight? What does yes. my gut say? I'm- that's what I'm going to ask. What's my yes. gut biome saying right now? Your guts, yes. It's Your saying intuition. he's not going to be there. Ooh. My Ryan gut, Alvarez my gut's been is wrong reporting. Before. No, I'm not reporting. I said my gut. My gut's not even reporting it. Yes, my abs reporting. But I do not. I don't think he's going to be there tonight, but maybe he will be. Are you down to one big ab yet? Did you ever get that back from the boat? Did you do so much eating? One and big ab? Yes. Bro, you used to have your, I don't know about you and everybody pack, else. Eight pack, or are you down to just There one ain't big nobody one? that had a six pack that after one week of eating was all of a sudden rotund. It's been a lot. It's been more than Trust that. Trust me, I know, I know as that boat, well as brother. anybody. It takes You've been a while. Off that boat for weeks. It takes weeks. a while. Out here dadding about and being upset about changes and schedule changes in your life going to throw you all off. Wasn't sure how you were living. Just asking. Brandon Thurston, uh, J.D. notes here on his YouTube ratings analysis stream, mentioned the first minute of Dynamite the other week on TBS. The first minute of Dynamite, 1.72 million viewers because the Big Bang Theory lead-in is massive. And so uh, they need to... How many? 1.72 million. Wow. Yeah. So they need to do what they can to attempt to... uh, Capture ah, more Jesus. of those viewers for a ra- I mean, I don't. By the know. way, should I, just... I say that number one more time? Because that yes, number is interesting. One point one point seven two million. It's better than meanwhile, Raw would do, right? Meanwhile, Raw Monday one point seven seven million average, zero point four six in eighteen to forty nine, putting it in first place in eighteen to forty nine for the night on cable. Now, here's the thing, everybody. Here's the thing. This number is the highest number that they have done in a while. However, this was the first week that there was no football competition. So uh, that's not a great number. That's not a huge bounce back. The third hour was the least viewed hour, but the drop was largely with viewers over 50. Men in particular gained in hour three, which is rare. Hour three was the highest in 18 to 49, even though women fell during the show. One would hope for, it says here, a 10% increase across the board coming off a rating Against such a huge football game, the key gains were slightly below that. The show was up 9% in total viewers from last week, only 6% in 18 to 49, fell 7% in 18 to 34 from last week's episode against the NFL playoffs. How do you manage that? As compared to the same week last year, down 3% in viewers, 12% in 18 to 49, 6% in 18 to 34. However, the number of homes getting the USA Network is down 9%, so it's closer to even if you go by percentages of people who actually get the station. And that total viewer numbers based on that in an 18 to 34 are up. 18 to 49 would be slightly down. Number two show, Below Deck on Bravo, 1.35 million and a point four in 18 to 49. Holy smokes. First to third hour movement for Raw. We had 1.82 million first hour, 1.88 million second hour, and the drop to 1.59 million in the third hour. So theoretically, this should they should be right around 1.7 million for uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season, and then uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But not a huge bounce back, but there was a bounce back 
So there you go. I tried to watch Below Deck. You know, I thought there was going to be, I thought there was going to be a lot more cheat clapping and a whole lot of other stuff going on for the amount of attention that that show gets. And really, that's like an MTV show that just happens to be on Bravo or whatever it is. I mean, there is very minimal drama on that show that really is that enthralling to me. That should be that enthralling. Well, apparently it's enthralling to, to people. As opposed to pro wrestling. I'm almost insulted by this as a, as a longtime pro wrestling fan that this, this, I don't know, OC on the water or whatever it is that this thing is, is gotten over the way that it has. I mean, I mean, there's some attractive people on it. You know, there's just, there's cheap enough situations I, I can see for some viewers, but I cannot believe that this thing has lasted so long with the ratings that it gets. Then again, 1.75 million people, basically, one and three quarters million people watching reruns on basic cable of Young Sheldon or whatever the hell the show is, you know, it, whatever. I, that also blows my mind. Very, very impressed by these mainstream television numbers here with these awful shows. Do I got to watch Below Deck Mediterranean, everybody, and review it here on this program? Seems there's been requests for that. I don't how, how long is this show? For you. I know it's I, not is, three hours. You could probably relate to the captain, a little salty and see. And, this is and this whatnot. is the difference, everybody. You want to know why Below Deck's doing so well? Because it's only an hour or whatever. Well, that helps. If Below Deck Mediterranean was a three-hour show, it ain't getting no new viewers. That's, That's a barrier true. of entry. Fact. But I I will consider watching uh, one episode of Below Deck Mediterranean to uh, complain it uh, to... Can you guys give will us be a good one, though? But to Please. compare it to Monday Night Raw. Give us something out of this archive of Below Deck that is worth watching, though. I'm willing to give this thing another shot, but, like, give us one that's supposed to be, like, this is the the premium example of what this show was all about. Somebody send us that. If we're going to do a review of this thing and figure it out, I want the best from these people. Give it to us. And no, I will not have Oreo the Orca review Below Deck. Although, actually, he'd probably be a pretty good person to review it, but uh, he, don't, he don't come cheap. It's a problem. Mm. Got to watch him in his now holes. He's, now he's a diva. He's a diva whale. Oh, well, maybe because you hit him, too, by the way. You halted him during the Christmas party. Maybe you have some uh, apologies that are in order. All right. We've got... Uh, no, I'm not watching the quintessential Below Deck episode. I'm going to watch the one that aired on uh, the most recent one. No! Watch the quintessential no. one. What the hell are you starting with something average off the street for? What is supposed well, to be so good about this I'm show? Trying to I told you about this hey, show. It's down. whack. It doesn't work. Give calm me down. something. I'm Give trying, me what makes this show so good. I'm trying I haven't to do, seen it yet. I'm trying to do a fair comparison with Raw Monday since Below Deck came in second. So that's the one I'm going to watch. Can you chill out a little before you have an aneurysm on the air? Ring of Honor announced Wednesday they are launching their own Hall of Fame to coincide with their 20th anniversary. Four inductees will make up its inaugural class with the first inductee announced this Monday and the following three Mondays. I mean, it's got to be like, what, Punk, Joe, Danielson, who else? Well, wrestler-wise or just people-wise, Doug Gentry. Doug Gentry would probably be, yeah. you know, right there. But a hero, Cole, I, I don't Gary know if he Silken. fits that. Thing is, it could be so many people when you go back in the day, and uh, you know, it, Briscoes. That's a good one. Xavier, the Briscoes. Sapolsky. Uh, Sapolsky. Wonder if they'll put him in the Hall of Fame. Homicide. Um, there's a lot. I mean, Jimmy Rave. If you wanted to, you could put in Jimmy Rave for his, you know, with with Nana and all. Homicide that stuff. says here. Yeah. yeah. You know, Steen and Generico, obviously. Maybe uh, you'll have to wait on them for a little while. 
but there's a lot of people. I mean, again, if you there's Doug Gentry, there's Bob Artest, there is I don't I don't know. I guess maybe Bob Artest wouldn't be one, but there's so many names that go back that you know wouldn't necessarily be. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, if you wanted to put in Kento Kobashi as a special guest this year because he happens to be here and what he meant, you could if you were Dragon Gate guys, you could because of the influence. I mean, we wouldn't, we, we've been talking a lot about WrestleMania weekends and what they're going to do with NXT. I mean, the reason we have WrestleMania weekends is because Ring of Honor attached itself to these, you know, to these WWE weekends and the Dragon Gate guys coming over and what was it right oh five oh six so i can't even remember when it was now it's been so long now it kind of changed the whole game and gave people a new thing to go to so i mean there are so many people wrestler wise behind the scenes that absolutely could be they could be honored for this i mean there there's a ton so i'm not sure who the first four are going to be or how they're going to do it but i i gotta be honest i'm, I'm wholeheartedly all for things like this in the indie wrestling hall of fame and People kind of paying homage and, and honor and respect to their roots. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Happy to know Rocky Romero's feeling great. Good. Had a mild case of COVID, thankfully, and he'll be uh, back here on the show in a few weeks. Talking all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, very, very good news to hear there. All right. NXT 2.0, everybody. Oh, man. Did you watch this show, Mike? Of course you didn't. It's on the DVR, though. Sorry. I I was busy. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. So we had MSK beating Jacket Time, which was a very, very good match. Can you believe it? MSK and Jacket Time. Had a good match. MSK won. They have moved on in the Dusty Cup. We had an update on Zoe Stark. She's still injured, and uh, she's not going to be in the Women's Dusty Cup. So she told Io to get a new partner. Io said, I don't want a new partner. So Zoe was like, oh, my gosh, you only like me for a partner? And then uh, Daddy's Girl walked up, and uh, it led to uh, Tiffany Stratton versus Io Shirai later. We had a bunch of vignettes, and then we had a segment, which actually was a great segment. It was Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma cutting a promo on Braun Breaker. And then Braun Breaker came out and just one on three, like the world's biggest baby face, just got right in their face and said, you want to challenge me? Let's do it right now. And uh, Escobar said, we do this on my time. And he backed away. But, man, how many times do I have to say this? Braun Breaker is a home run guaranteed on the main roster. And you know who's not but should be? And I still just cannot for the life of me figure this out because it's all they want and it's right in front of their face. Santos Escobar is hes such a superstar. He looks great, speaks perfect English. They want this, this Hispanic character, but he's just flip-flopping around down here in NXT as they push 
46-year-old Ray Mysterio on the main roster, and they're, ah, we're going to fight another Ray. The whole group, the whole package could be on the main roster as a main roster act. It could have been there a long time ago. It just, this goes back to what I say over and over again about this company and brown people and a lot. I just, it's just, it's insulting. It's insulting to have a guy at the level of Phantasmo, to have him there, and because hopefully I'm calling him that again soon, because that'll mean his contract is over, and we're done with this stupid name, Santos Escobar, and he can go back to being Elf. It just, this drives me nuts. You, all you want, you have a clientele that comes back to you constantly, over and over again, after you give them Alberto Del Rio, then pull it away, or you give them this person and you pull it away, or you go back to Ray Mysterio Jr. over and over again because Mystico was too annoying for you, and you don't know how to put over Grandma Talik. Grandma Talik was there for three or four years, doing nothing, doing nothing, not being marketed at all, being treated like a bum, being treated like a joke. One of the biggest stars and one of the best wrestlers in the entire world when he joined a Mascara Dorada with a bunch of guys who he was used to working with, and that's what you did to him. And now with, with Legato, why? Why? Because Escobar isn't tall enough? Because, like, Swerve wasn't tall enough? Like, those were two guys that were being put against each other that should have been your future. It should have been bringing in new fans and should have been waking up old fans and saying, I just, it pisses me off because there's levels and layers to this that get extra annoying when you pull back the onion and it sucks. Solo Zakoa and Boa had a no DQ falls can anywhere match. It was all right. They hit each other with a bunch of stuff. I mean, it wasn't bad. Like if you like guys hitting each other with stuff, it was good, but uh, there was like nothing to it really. Duke Hudson beat Guru Raj. And uh, then Dante Chen came out, and they had a pull-apart, and uh, Hudson chop-blocked his leg, his injured leg, so that seems to be a feud. We had an explanation by, uh, yep, he's still Gunther, but he's no longer Gunther Stark. He's just Gunther. And I guess technically he never was Gunther Stark, although they trademarked the name because he was supposed to be Gunther Stark. So the possibility that he could be is still there. I got a better idea. Let's just call him Gunther. So he explained... Get this. He said, the name by which I am known worldwide, the name that my parents gave me, named after my grandfather. He goes, well, now it's time to let the past die. That's how he explained changing his name. So now he's Gunther. Alrighty, we had Kaylee Ray, Indy Hartwell, and Persia Parada beating a Toxic Attraction in a six-woman tag. Uh, this match went on; uh, it went too long. I got the heat on Indy Hartwell for about, uh, uh, by my estimation, it was six hours. And then they did a bunch of stuff there at the end. Hey, listen, if you watch Raw 10, uh, the match with the Bushwhackers, way worse than this one. Then we had Grizzled Young Vets beating Chase University, Andre Chase, and Bodie Hayward. It was the debut of Bodie Hayward. I think this is his second match. And uh, I can't say that he was, like, good or anything like that, but he was super over with this crowd. And, uh, you know, they do that thing in football where they run really fast and then you drop down, and then you jump up and you run really fast and you drop down? He does that for a spot like the people's elbow. He gets over the guy, he runs, and he does a standing splash. Doesn't even jump! 
He just like falls on him, and then he runs and he falls on him. The place is going nuts for this guy. Wait but a they, second, is he? They how high him. is he getting these knees up? Because your coach would always yell, "You gotta get those knees up." Are the knees up before he drops down? Are well, they up no, high? nobody's chanting "knees up, knees up," so they must be up high enough. All right. And then Von Wagner ran in, and uh, he he beat up uh, Chase University. They lost. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, Chase University did not uh, advance in the tournament. And uh, Robert Stone is now managing Von Wagner. Yep. He hasn't been cut. Like, And this is no offense no. to Robert Stone, but for a company that does not value managers whatsoever, they've treated him like a joke. He's, for whatever reason, he exists, even though he doesn't have any clients and he has nothing of like to add to his resume or nothing even on his resume with this guy. He's still there. It's like Malcolm Bivens in a way, and I'm happy that Malcolm's there because I love Stokely Hathaway and everything, but it's like... If these guys aren't going to be up on the main roster and you have no faith in managers and you don't care about managers and you think they're superfluous, why are these two guys there? Like, with everybody else that they've cut, like, it just I, I it boggles my mind. You know, the only time they're putting a value on managers is in developmental because the Creed brothers don't speak. And I mean, what? I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. None of what they do makes sense, especially after talking about the people they've released and some of the people that they use like garbage. We had Io Shirai and Daddy's Girl, Tiffany Stratton. And, uh, again, I don't want to say this match was good, but I think this was Tiffany Stratton's, like, third match ever. And uh, Io Shirai is great. So this match was fine. I mean, like I said, if you like to see people carry other people, I mean, Io Shirai did a great job here. Pinned her with the moonsault, got the win. There were people online last and night. And Tiffany taking- looked good. Taking pictures of Tiffany Stratton, who looks fantastic. I mean, she's a fitness model and everything, so she's going to look fantastic. And an IG model and all that stuff. But, like, taking pictures of this and talking about the match as if, and I haven't seen it yet, so as if we're all liars about Tiffany Stratton and Brian is a liar about Tiffany Stratton. Yo, she can go so well, as if she wasn't in the ring well, with Io you know, Shirai in a, a carefully people, planned match. A lot of people on the Internet don't know anything about anything. Because uh, I was never that guy that said, you're a keyboard warrior, you've never been in the ring. But uh, when you write something like that, you're a keyboard warrior who's never been in the ring. (laughs) There's a reason that this match was good, and the reason is it's NXT. They get in the ring and they practice the match over and over again for for a week, and she was in there with Io Shirai. Well, of course it's better. (laughs) Cameron Grimes beat Tony D'Angelo. Hey, there's another one, Tony D'Angelo. This guy is no Braun Breaker, but for a guy that's had less than 10 matches, and granted, you have a week to practice, and you're in there with Cameron Grimes, he did a good job, and this was a pretty good match. Cameron Grimes is great, and uh, Cameron got the win with the cave-in, and so it's going to be Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American title at the Vengeance Day show. And then the uh, the end of the show, Braun Breaker's going to leave. And uh, it was actually clever earlier because Legato was doing this interview, and they said they were about to leave the building. And then one of them said, you know, this Braun Breaker says, I'm the first one here and I'm the last one to leave. So we're going to stay here a little longer tonight. And sure enough, Braun Breaker's the last guy to leave the building. And so he's he's in the parking lot, and Legato, Del Fantasma, all three of them confront him. And uh, what does he do? He starts taking his stuff off. He goes, let's go right now. One on three in the parking lot. I'll take all you three on. And they're about to beat him up. But guess who shows up? Tommaso Ciampa. 
So now Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker have mutual respect, and they will be facing Legato del Fantasma. So as far as like NXT 2.0 show go, uh, this was better than usual. It's a better show than usual. I don't know if it's going to be better than Beach Break, but... Well, I mean, look, with how you describe the ending there, once again, they are getting their their star pupil ready for the main roster because he's going to have a tag team partner who he has an uneasy relationship with. And really, when it gets down to next week, even though they have mutual respect for each other, Brian, can they coexist? Bro, you should have watched the show because there was none of that. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa showed mm. up. They squared off against these two guys. You know what the show, you know, show ended? They looked at each other. They nodded. Bump. Big fist bump. Oh, fist winked, bump, bro. And they're bros now. Man. So, no, this is not the usual stupid storyline of can they. That could be next week, but it's not yeah, right it now. It could be next week, absolutely. Today, I mean, today the they, are, open. they are coexisting. So I'm not going to bury something that hasn't occurred. I'll now, bury I, it if it occurs. I don't recall you mentioning something that was very important coming out of last night's show, Brian. Very, very important, apparently, to a lot of people out here, okay? I did not hear you mention the name of Ali J. Did you mention the name of Ali J? Oh, yeah, she did a concert here on the show. I forgot about that. I heard she was dressed, uh, let's say, suggest suggestively. Would that well, be they want you to know to that it? she is curvaceous. I, I. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because, yeah, I don't know anything about Ali J. I'm an old man. But um, and I have three times the number of followers on Twitter. But regardless, she Dude, went out she had there like fifteen hundred yesterday. Now she's only up to fifty six fifty. I mean, she's fifty six fifty. I thought it was like in the forty fives. Dude, well, well, right now it's fifty six fifty four. That's the thing is, what was Holy NXT? Smokes. What was NXT good for? Look at last this, everybody! Night? Huh? Look at that flex. But anyway, <laughs> can I get to my point? Go ahead. So she goes out there. Viewers here. She starts followers. doing her thing, and the place is booing her like crazy. Oh, no. But then she kept going, didn't let it fluster her. She just, you know, did her whole performance. And by the end, they're like, yeah, that was awesome. They cheered her. So uh, she needs to be a worker. Well, did they get Turn uh, that crowd. hypnotized by the, the bounce that was taking place throughout the whole thing? I mean, or? maybe they did. But uh, anyway. I, I'd like to see here that our, our chivalrous uh, New Japan Strong Champion, that is Filthy Tom Lawler, respects this woman purely for her musical uh, knowledge and uh, appreciates that. So there you go. Uh, a gentleman that is filthy Tom Lawler. Tom is a gentleman and a father. This person here says, so Walter's parents named him Walter, but now he is moving on and changing his name to Gunther because he's standing on his own two feet. What, did he just move out? <laughs> Horrible, it says. Horrible explanation. It is. It's stupid. Yeah, well, you know what? Usually they don't even give an explanation. Usually they go, coming to the ring, Ejo del Fantasma. And he starts coming to the ring, and all of a sudden, on the big screen, it just goes, Santos Escobar. <laughs> and then that's his new name from now on. That's well, usually hey, how they do it. That's tradition with WWE, WWF. That's not, not unusual. Back in a moment, Observer Live. In the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VV, also WrestlingObserver.com. Beach Break is tonight, AW Beach Break. And I got to double-check this because someone...
texted me the temperature, but I got to see this for myself. Uh, let's see. Cleveland, Ohio, uh, 16 degrees right now. Feels like six. <laughs> you ever been out in 16 degree weather? And you're like, ah, oh, man, it feels like six. Well, that's what it is right now. Uh, by the time the show begins, it will be nine. Nine degrees, not nine o'clock. Nine degrees for beach break tonight with a wind chill advisory from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m. Thursday. So uh, very cold wind chills expected. Wind chills as low as 15 below zero. The cold wind chills could result in hypothermia if precautions are not taken. Use caution when traveling outside. Wear appropriate clothing, clothing, a hat, and gloves, according to the National Weather Service. Wear a sweater. Don't brawl outside right now. Mm. Golly. I'm not looking forward to this. This is supposedly supposed to be hitting me at my beach on Friday night, and they're talking about three to five inches of snow, 30-mile-per-hour winds, and that's at night on Friday. They're calling for the same thing on Saturday, except... There may be higher winds, so you can keep you know all of that, y'all. This weather, ch- you guys use the Weather Channel app. I hate this thing. Hate it because you go down to the bottom and it says next seven days, warmest day of the week, forty-two on Tuesday, coolest day of the week, fourteen on Saturday. Next sunny day, none. It's a metaphor or something for this show, isn't it? Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.